Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum I am your co-host, Jesse Sandoval, with my co-host Brian Andrew Oh, look at that that was, that, that was that clean. Was that was clean. Yeah, I'm, gonna, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put all that stuff beforehand at the end of the podcast too. <laughs> I always I always like our little mishaps at the beginning too, and just throw them at the end. I want to see who listens through the Trent outro at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always that little at the end, the little blooper, the little Marvel yeah. extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like people are trying to wait for that deleted scene. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you haven't noticed, because he's already spoken, how you doing, Jake? <laughs> Yo, I'm here. What up? Uh, Sunday. It's it's a nice, I guess, hot uh, Sunday, but it's cool. I'm here. What up? We're going to talk a little bit about Clippers branding today because like there's been some Jersey yeah. leaks. And whenever we talk about branding, I always want to get Jake on because yeah. he's like our branding expert. Like Trent would be like our salary cap expert. And I feel like Jake's our branding expert. So let's do it. That's, that's pretty spot gonna... on. I like that. Yeah, and we're we're just people who talk. Before we get into leak jerseys and other stuff, the Intuit Dome this week announced. Well, I feel like they've already announced it in the past, right? Like we knew we were gonna get like a Halo board when they were doing like the early mockups of the arena, but mm-hmm. we got a lot more detail on how the Halo board is gonna look. I'll I'll throw some interesting stuff out there. Uh, it's in collaboration with Dactronics. I hope I said that right. Or I don't know when I, when I, I think of Dak Pres- Prescott. So I'm assuming that's how you say it. Uh, it's going to have 4K he quality. Owns the company. What's up? He owns a company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he when he tore uh, when he tore his ankle up or something that one season, he was like, you know, I'm going to start a you know a Halo board company. <laughs> I don't even know if that's <laughs> what they do. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> Largest double-sided arena halo. It's uh, got optimal optimal sight lines from all seats, even including the upper bowl. So I guess if you're in the upper bowl, you can see directly in front of you and you'll see the halo. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the roof is spe- uh, specifically engineered for the giant halo. I'm just, I have the little graphic up. I'm just looking, I'm just going through it. And it's going to be 38,375 square feet, almost an acre and it, it's going to have 3,592 60-inch TVs combined. So this is going to be one of a kind until a new team builds an arena of their own. It's going to be one of a kind. Because um, I was even thinking about it earlier this week. And I was like, if the Vegas team, if the NBA were to get a Vegas team, they'd probably just play in the T-Mobile arena, right? Which is a hockey arena. Like, So it's not even like... It's not even like oh, and the new Seattle team will most likely play where the Kraken play in Seattle, I'm assuming. So right, yeah. it's like these two new teams that we may get in the future are probably going to play in hockey arenas. So this will still this will probably be the first like state of the art best arena in basketball once it comes out. How excited are you guys? I'll let Jake go first. I'm pretty sure he's ecstatic. Um, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready. Like even I live in the valley, and even to just drive down to Inglewood to go watch this game is worth it. 
Um, I have my season tickets locked in. I put a deposit in. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I'm, uh, it's like two years in advance, and I'm ready to get out. I'm done. I'm, I, oh, I, definitely. Uh, do you have an idea where you're going to want to sit? Um, they gave me like a whole presentation and stuff, which was kind of cool. The way they explained it is like you'll be able to get a view of the court anywhere you sit, and there will no and there will like there won't be anybody like in front of you. So that's kind of cool. Oh. Um, like it'll be leveled, so it's like the seat in front of you, the guy won't be able to like overstep the way like your view. So you'll be able to sit in front of him, and it'll oh. kind of like level out like that. So they stagger it. Yeah, I I think I that'll be dope. I always feel bad because I'm not saying like I'm the tallest person in the world, but I'm a, I'm a large body and I'm six feet tall. So sometimes something really exciting happens in the game and I want to stand up and like, you know, be excited for it. But then I also, but then I feel bad for the people behind me who are just not as excited, but they still want to watch the game. And now I'm standing in front of them. So like maybe this new structural design of the arena will be. There was this one time, let me tell you guys real quick. There's this one time I went to a game. And um, I was sitting next to Todd Gurley and uh, somebody else on the ramps. And it just so happened they sat right next to us. But my girl was with me and she's like five feet flat. Mm. And there was like a bunch of like NFL guys like right in front of her. And she could not see a thing. Like <laughs> the view was completely cooked. And oh. she was just like, dang. Like, And we sat in the lower bowl that game. Oh and um, it, it was, I forgot what game. We went into OT against the Raptors. It was against the Raptors. And okay. um, or, or Reggie missed the last minute shot or something like that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm happy that they're going to like level the seating out. It kind of reminds me of uh, like a college, like a college atmosphere type thing. Right. Kind of looks like the Kentucky, like Wildcats. Yeah, because yeah, if you look at the mock-ups of the arena, it looks like it's only two levels. And that's the best part. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah, for sure. So you'll still but there'll still be plenty of seating. Uh, I could be wrong about this. But I feel like uh, I read that there's only going to be suites on one side of the mm. of the arena, so it's going to. They're be... saying that there's going to be like these lower bowl suites. Oh, okay. So there's going to be like lower, kind of like um, like a dugout type thing. That's what, mm. yeah. I don't I like know how that. to explain it, but they're saying like, yeah, it'll be cool. That's different. That's yeah, it's gonna be it's so. gonna be pretty unique and like we we've, we've all heard about the toilet lines and stuff like that. And so how do you <laughs> yeah. how do you, how how are you feeling, Jesse? Oh, I feel pretty good about it. Honestly, the Halo uh, scoreboard stats and everything like that look really nice. Uh, I'm a Falcons fan, so the, the recent stadium had a similar Halo uh, board, but mm-hmm. this one's a lot bigger. Um, dude, I'm excited, honestly. And I just saw the cost for that. It was like $200 million. No, Steve That's Bomber. crazy. Steve Bomber. I, it just it feels really nice that Steve Bomber legit cares. Like he's just like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna yeah. invest this much into the team because this is this is this is my I don't know, this is his puppy, this is his toy, you know, this is this is the thing he wants. And mm-hmm. it, it's it feels really nice. Um, I agree. All right. This is this is gonna be the 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 tricky question here, I guess. Do you think we're gonna be competitive the first season we're in the into a dome? When are we going in again? 2024. 24. It's the 2024-25 season, if I'm correct. So we mm-hmm. still have the 22-23 season at the Crip, and we had the 23-24 season at the Crip. Two more seasons. Yeah, that's a tough question. 
<laughs> I think we will though. Because like if our window closes, it's gonna kind of like we have what one more season with Paul Jordan quiet in the into a dome if we want it to be that case. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if we're already gonna have to do something about that because of injuries or windows closing, we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people are are under this um this idea that we're going to have Kawhi and Paul George for that first season, which I, I do too, because either the Clippers are going to either fulfill this window, win a championship, and they're just going to be like, cool, you know what? It doesn't matter how well we are after that. You guys could come into the into a dome, you know? Or you never know. The team might just be like, you know what? Let's have a couple star power players play the first season of the Into a Dome, even if we don't feel like we're going to win anything. Um, I don't know. All right, it's, it's, uh, that's difficult, dude. Go, like go ahead, Jason. Sorry about that. Um, no, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like it's pretty difficult because it's like two seasons. It's you know, pretty far in advance. We haven't seen Kawhi come back on the court yet. We saw Paul George come back, and he did pretty well, uh, even though uh, he was hobbled a little bit for that season. But I, I don't know. For me, I trust the organization to make the right decision. And Lawrence Frank has a they have a pretty good history of letting go of uh, star players before they go downhill. Um, thus far, right, with Blake Griffin, um, they got rid of him and were able to turn him out for some picks, um, which we got Shea Gilgis. Um, we won't we forgot about the other guy, but <laughs> <laughs> but we were able to turn that to Paul George. Um so, yeah, I feel like we, I don't know, I feel like if we're not competitive, at least there's hope. That's where we're going in. So you think, like, first season, we at least, we either have Kawhi and Paul George, or we're already in the transition of having, like, a decent first-round pick that we use yeah. or something, or we have a first-round pick coming. Like, because yeah. the, the worst thing we could do is be a 15-and-something team that first season, right? Mm-hmm. So either you go through this you win a championship or you don't win a championship but you got to be competitive i would feel like you yeah. have to at least give the fans a reason to come to the into a dome the first season when it comes down to like tickets and just like i think the hype is already built on its own so people are going to come out to the arena just to come out to see a basketball game especially to see like a new arena the first year i'm, I'm thinking like you know, a lot of people think that it's going to, like, take away Laker infil- infiltration. Mm-hmm. But if anything, it's – I mean, it's not. Because right. if the ticket prices are the same and it's even more inner city, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to take away from that. If anything, it'll invite fans that want to see a game. How many times have you guys gone to a, a sports game where you're not a fan of another team? You know, like, I, I do that. Yeah, I'm not a Dodger fan. I'm gonna go to a Dodger game, you know. So I, there's plenty of times too. I, I I'll take a trip and then I'll check, like what sports are playing in that city to see if I could get a ticket to anything. Like there's been times. That's what I'm that, saying. Yeah. So if people are coming down to LA, and the Clippers mm-hmm. are playing the Pistons, you know, you're like sure, brand new I'll, arena. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. So there, there's that, and then the, I personally I think we'll be competitive. Uh, like Jesse said, like. We don't know what is in the cards for the future. It could be that we totally suck the next two years with these two guys. We don't know. Like, we don't know, right? Like, mm-hmm. anything could happen. But I'm going to stick with we'll be competitive. Um, 
And at least for the first year, they'll look to maximize like the whole business aspect of the arena. I think so. Yeah. Right. You, you were going to have a point, Jesse. Oh, no, <clears throat> I think uh, Jake pretty much hit, um, hit a spot on one thing I would like to do, like I'm just a little off topic though. Um, that kind of help in Falcon sell, sell tickets uh, with their new uh, stadium. They actually made like their, their food court and everything like that, like street price. So they don't jack up prices at all. Mm-hmm. So like, I think someone came in there with 20 bucks and was able to buy pizza, hamburger, wow. hot dog, soda, and that's crazy. able to enjoy the game. And that's something I feel like, you know, Clippers should kind of embrace, you know, if, Right. You view, I mean, that's how you get fans, right? Like the Clippers were before we got Blake Griffin, we were completely ass. We didn't have anybody skip my language. Um, they were practically giving tickets out for free, right? And that's how some that's of the kids became, and that's how some of the kids became fans, right? Yeah. So what 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 better way for you to grab fans but by making tickets more accessible and food more accessible to yeah um to invite more people to come in and slowly gain new fan base like a new bigger fan base right yeah i agree i was about to say like shout out shout out the clippers because like at the end of the season they were doing like a program where you pay 100 bucks and you get to see like five games yeah so like they, they do like those little promotions like there's so many franchises out, franchises out there that they're completely ass and they charge arm and a leg to get in still shout mm-hmm. out the knicks you know the knicks are one <laughs> yeah. of them and um like at least they're putting their their effort forward to just like make it affordable you know yeah. i think that's kind of cool well, yeah i didn't know about that that's, that's I'm, interesting. I'm also thinking steve unless steve steve Ballmer is a good businessman so maybe he doesn't have this mindset but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm making an assumption here that he he knows he's probably gonna lose money on this it's mm. just oh for sure it's just he wants to create a culture and like a, a situation for this team to succeed mm-hmm. and Building this arena, I do feel like it kind of cements. I know this is going to be, this is going to come off really stupid, but I'm just going to say it out loud. It kind of cements that the, the LA is going to be a Clippers town in the in the future. Not saying that it's not going to be a, not a Lakers town, but the Lakers crypto.com arena situation is going to put the Lakers in a situation at some point where they're going to have to decide if they keep playing there or if they get their own mm-hmm. arena somehow. Whereas this is a brand new arena in the year 2024. So for at least the next 20 to 25 years, the Clippers are cemented like they're an LA team. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason for them to leave or anything, you know? Yeah. And plus, as far as I know, Steve Ballmer owns the arena. So it's not mm-hmm. like he needs to worry about a lease coming up. It's it's right. basically on him. Like if hell, maybe down the line the Lakers are gonna need an arena and they're gonna hit him up and say, like, can we lease your arena? <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah. Uh I well, we'll see. I think they're gonna be at the crypt forever, but you know, eventually the crypt's just not gonna be you know old. It's gonna be, you know, it's yeah. gonna be 40 years old pretty soon. Well, uh, right now they got the lease till 20, 2040, right? I believe so. The Lakers. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's a while, bro. Uh, The way I believe the Lakers crypt and the LA Kings situation is, I don't know who owns what and all that. Uh, I'm sure if I looked up, looked up a Wikipedia page right now, I'm sure it would all make sense. 
but they're all related ownership wise. So, because I believe AEG owns the, the crypt, I could be wrong about that. And mm-hmm. then partners within AEG own the Kings, and I believe a minority owner of the Lakers is also part of AEG. So, I believe it's all related. So, I don't see them getting out of a situation where they're going to screw over someone in that relationship. Uh, it's 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 intriguing. I do think the Clippers have a better chance now of getting probably that uh, that South LA uh, fan base now, because for us, we're like, we're all going to have to drive to Inglewood. It's going to be super far away. You know, traffic sucks, but there's going to be people that are going to be uh, embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. Like this is our time. Like, you know, we have a team in Inglewood now and, mm-hmm. and like what Jesse said, like if tickets are accessible, the food's, and uh, inexpensive people are going to want to come out you know like how many times have like you said jake how many times have you been to a sport uh sports event and you're like you know well it's you know it's not that expensive let's just do it you know it's it's not going to cost that much and you get to enjoy yourself you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i i totally agree with both you guys um any more thoughts on into a dome before we move on yeah can't wait can't wait that's it (laughs) I think that's a good point, though, right? Like, um, you're putting a team in a culture like Inglewood, uh, in a city like Inglewood. Um, most people would say, like, a lot of it are probably Laker fans, right? But those Laker fans, over time, you know, we're all getting old. We're all going to pass away. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're going to be part of the past, right? And the younger generation, they're going to see the team that's in their neighborhood, and they're going to embrace it. Like, I, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't right yeah I, I i like i said i grew up I, I made this joke in a chat one time because uh the angels for you know i don't know if you know too much about it jesse but their stadium deal is just falling apart right now and you would never thought that until it just came out like two three weeks ago mm-hmm. and people are like throwing things out like oh they're gonna go to long beach they're gonna go to inglewood too which you know if they which wouldn't be the worst idea because then they would p- kind of put themselves in the same block as you know the rams clippers and stuff but someone also threw out like well well you know why don't they just throw the team in the inland empire and my first thought that popped in my mind was like i'm from the ie and if a team ever went to the ie i would i'd have to switch sides the only the only team i would not do that for is the clippers the clippers no matter where they go i'll probably root for them i was like if a team ever went to the ie i'd root for them because like that's where i grew up as either mm-hmm. regardless if i if i enjoyed growing up there or not that's that's where i'm from yeah. and so i'm sure a lot of people who are now what should say five to six years old who are living in the you know the 15 mile radius of inglewood are going to grow up and be like oh you know i drive by that arena a few times a week and like that's that's my that's my team like my dad's a laker fan but i'm a clippers fan um That'd be pretty cool i didn't know about that Oh, with the angel and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that I don't think the IE is ever going to get a sports team. But like for example, uh, there's a minor league. Uh, there's an indoor soccer team that I root for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it like it's IE. It's an IE team. You know, the clip the the AC Clippers are in the IE. You know, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have had a really tough time if it was the Lakers in the IE. I would have I, I would have been a little frustrated with that. <laughs> so let's move on to the jerseys. There's been a couple of leaks this week. We, I've, these are jerseys we've seen before. 
So I feel like the fact that they keep getting leaked, it's an indication that this is the direction of where these jerseys will be going. Um, so the first one that was leaked was the Mr. Cartoon statement jersey. So this would replace the black jerseys with the logo on them, which even though those jerseys get a lot of crap, I think the shorts are really good. I don't know what it is about the shorts. Because, you know, if you look mm-hmm. at the classic Clipper jerseys with just the red, with the red and the solid blue stripe on the side, this is those mm-hmm. shorts kind of remind me of that because they're just black with solid red and blue stripes on the side. Um, mm-hmm. These jerseys would replace them. They're Mr. Cartoon, but they also have that triangle wave sales. Is it are they sales or are they waves in the in the like the sales splash? Yeah. Okay. So the the triangles from like the San Diego uh, logo will be like on the side of the of the uniform, which I think is a kind of dope homage to classic Clippers, Mm -hmm. but also bringing the Mr. Cartoon thing. My thoughts on it. Because you made a really good point in the chat, and I'm going to allow you to elaborate on it, Jake. Is mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of, you know, getting frustrated that, you know, they want a red jersey or they want the cursive. And the reason why I like the cursive was because it was unique. Like we had, although our logo was the Lakers logo, basically, the cursive mm-hmm. was something that we could say was our own. There's not really another team in the league was doing like the cursive like us. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Cartoon thing, though, is also unique. There's no other team in the league doing it. And do I love it? I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. And Mm. it's unique to us. And that's what I think all Clipper fans want at the end of the day is just to find something that's unique to us. And But you made a good point, and I'll allow you to elaborate, is this team wants to move away from the past. And if you was like everyone like now I'll, I'll admit the, the best thing they did in the past was to have those uniforms, the red with the cursive. That's the best thing this mm-hmm. team ever did. Outside of that, we don't really have that much of a history. We have a handful of playoff appearances, like you said. And mm-hmm. so it's not like it's like if anything, this is a new start and we need the Clipper history should start now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I'll allow you to elaborate on that. The way I look at it is like I've always told my friends they're all Laker fans and they, and they all seem to agree with me, right? Like the way I look at it is like, look, PG and Kawhi are Steve Ballmer's real first team because he, inher- sure. Like he inherited Chris and Blake and DJ, but like, as soon as he could get rid of it, he got rid of it, yeah. you know? And, and um, this was his, this is like his first real attempt at building a contender. And uh, it's been what, I think less than 10 years of him. Right. Yeah, I think it's been less than 10 years. Mm -hmm. Let's say we have a decade of playoff appearances and then we throw in the 90s, mid-2000s. Let's say we have 15 playoff appearances in total. 15 years out of 50, you know? Tons of losing seasons. With all the bad history that we have behind us, like, we have no history. There is none. You know, I I get it, like, to – uh, trust me, like I like to push culture forward, and I I know that people love Darius Miles and Q Rich and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Darius played like what two seasons for us? You know what I'm saying? Q Rich yeah. was traded pretty quickly too. And the way I look at it is like 
they're trying to establish their identity right now. While teams like the Lakers have their identity, the Bucks have their identity, you see kind of the same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, the Brooklyn Nets do have a pass. The Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd, Pistol Pete, like they have those jerseys and stuff. But you see them look at Brooklyn and they do the, the Basquiat jerseys. They did the Biggie, Kluji sweater jerseys. You know, like they're establishing their identity in Brooklyn as they go. So we have to look at it like as far as for the Clippers, they're establishing their branding, their identity right now for the future. Because right now is where they've been the most successful now since the last 50 years. Yeah. This is the history. Yeah. Uh, Jesse? No, that's a good point, Jake. But I have a question for you. So, you you, you know, you kind of pointed out the Nets and, you know, the Biggie sweater um, kind of jerseys. But that's rooted in the culture of the city, right? Do you think yeah. these that's what the colors are for these jerseys? Do you think that's what they're trying to go for? Like, this is what's going to be um, – I mean, this is what's going to be appealing to the to the people there. Absolutely. I think, like, like to them, obviously the cartoon is, like, Mr. Cartoon has an urban, right, like, an urban feel to him. He's a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. tattoos some of the biggest rappers in the world, celebrities in the world. And on top of that, it's just, like, the typography of it. People like to say GTA San Andreas. Cool. GTA San Andreas is a culture moving forward game you know and it's just like everybody can recognize it so Mm -hmm. when you see that type font that says los angeles you immediately know Mm -hmm. it's the clippers you know you you, it's off off the top you don't need the cursive for it to say clippers to be like oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. clippers not as soon as you see like the the old english you're like oh yeah that's it yeah that's a really good point the the one thing i say like for, for people that want the old colors and the old stuff like it's not coming back. Like you can clearly see they're changing the colors. It's black and the blue, the red, the, the, the baby blue, the orange, like it's not happening. Like we're lucky that they even throw an homage with the splash on the shorts and, and the Jersey. Hmm. Or, you know, or, the, like, or the fact that there's like a tint of like red lining or blue lining on the, on the bro. Jerseys, like right? yeah. the fact that our, our official Jersey will be black with a lot like just like a piping of red and blue like i mean they're moving from it you know mm-hmm. it's fine also keep in mind like our home jerseys are white with blue uh clippers and uh, and a red number so it's not like they've gone completely yeah. away from it it's just like when we do our yeah, city it's still editions, there yeah um let me ask you this because like getting back to like i think clipper fans just want to uh i guess still want our team to be unique to them right and the clippers have a history especially with like our logo copying the lakers logo and sharing an arena with the lakers and stuff like that what they're kind of getting into now would be their uniforms although they might look different because of the mr cartoon color wise they're falling pretty close to falling into a Spurs or a Brooklyn Nets trap of being like basically we're the LA version of those teams color wise so I think a lot of people are kind of like we get that maybe black might be the future of this team but we still want to see more red we still want to see more blue because we don't want to be them and even like Brooklyn they have those uh, color splash jerseys and stuff like that and uh, um 
you've already i don't know i'm not i'm not from new york you know <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they <laughs> yeah, have like yeah. like the black though or the black or white but it's also got like the color patterns on it and mm-hmm. so with black being brooklyn's primary color with black being the spurs primary color mm-hmm. i'm not saying they have like a monopoly on the color black but it's just like it seems like it's for clipper fans I guess they want something that's like, all right, we're cool with black, but we still need more red and blue before we get more white, if that makes sense. It feels mm-hmm. like it's going black and white, then red and blue. And I think people want black, red, white, I mean, red, blue, and then white, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, you feel well, like those days are behind us, but. I do. I do. I, I feel like those days of just like the red, white, uh, blue, like it's, is done you know like they're clearly moving forward to i mean our center court is the wood and a black lac in the middle i mean if if mm-hmm. you know people got to see it for what it is now what we also got to take into account is just like yeah they are catering to the old fan using the splash on the logos and bringing those mixtape jerseys out from last year the blue with the orange and all that sure but they're trying to build new fans you yeah. know and with with new fans like they want to appease a crowd and they're trying to lean into something, you know, the Spurs use the whole cowboy thing. They have the Spurs legit mm-hmm. on the Jersey. It's a spur. Yeah. Um, the Nets, they play to their town, Basquiat, Brooklyn. They use the subway thing. Like they have the little subway jerseys they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious I, to say also the Nets are originally from Brooklyn, I believe, or the New York Nets. Yeah, so please. they went from New York Nets to Jersey back to Brooklyn. That's how I think that's how it went. Mm. Now for the Clippers, sure they're gonna pay that homage, but it's like it only makes sense for them to rebrand. I mean, yeah. Uh, Jesse, no, that that when Jake puts in that context, it, it makes total sense, right? Like, um, you can't appease everyone's. Uh, everyone right but the goal moving forward for any organization is to build more fan a bigger fan base right and you might upset some people in the process of it but that's just you know people getting stuck in their ways right (laughs) essentially like personally like i'm a big raider like raiders colors fan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i I see when i see black and silver it's the raiders it's the raiders When, when like Ain't no questions. If I see a black and silver jersey, football jersey, I immediately know it's the Raiders. Mm-hmm. If I see a white and blue jersey, football, Cowboys. That's immediately like what's in my thought. Green and yellow. They've like Packers, yeah. Packers. So it's like, sure, black is taken by the Nets. Black is taken by the Spurs. Who else wore Even the Lakers wore black with their black and yellow, like Kobe Mamba jerseys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Golden State is wearing black and yellow. They just wore it in their past Celtic game. But there's something about the font of, of Mr. Cartoon that it's now screaming Clippers. Mm. And that's why it's here. So do you think, like, the Clippers need to double down on making the Mr. Cartoon uh, font? Like, basically, like, that's us going forward. Like, when we're in the Intuit Dome in 2024, our home and away jerseys are going to have – the Mr. Cartoon and then our city jerseys. If we even have a, a, the NBA still has a deal with Nike, I'm not sure at that point. 
or uh, statement jerseys, those ones are going to be different. But the like our primary uniform should have Mr. Cartoon. Like that should be like our font moving forward. You know, I, I ever since I saw those Los Angeles jerseys, like um, when we did the white ones at first, like I loved them. I was like, wow, you know, it it's different. It's mm-hmm. just a completely different look, even though if you think the font is stocked from Grand Theft Auto, it's a different look. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's nobody in the league has anything like that. Well, well, so, I, yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to say, like the Lakers, they're always going to bake on the fact that they're the Lakers. Like everything mm-hmm. they do, sure. it's it's Lakers. It's Lakers font. It's Lakers this, sure. it's Lakers colors, blah, blah, blah. Dimmed arena, all that jazz. Sure. Whereas the Clippers and like how you two alluded is like they're still finding their identity so like if mr cartoon is their identity and they're like you said they're now in the city they're you know south la team now stuff like that like i i do see like Mm. like it just plays it plays to the roots it plays Mm -hmm. to the roots of the city and like it just in a branding labeling like you guys have seen how they when they when we did the whole campaign right when they when they launched the whole LAC campaign with Mr. Cartoon, all like the acronym logos and like the corporate logos, which would be like the LAC, but written in his style mm-hmm. and the LA that's like written in his style. And he even did a shirt that said like Clippers. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it had that really like old English cholo font to it. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's per- no one in the league has that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's perfect. It's perfect for, to build an identity at least to start your identity identity sorry mm-hmm. like i think it's it's the right way to go yeah no i agree yeah definitely you want to embrace the subcultures within that city that you're going to be a part of if you were going back to san diego i can see why you want the red and blue right as the owner yeah but right. you're in la now right mm-hmm. we're that's the subculture there, right? So you want to embrace it and you want to make it part of your identity and become one where essentially the community can, the community can back you pretty much. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we should have that baseball field, you know, right. like the baseball field where it's like our away jerseys are Los Angeles and then our home jerseys are Dodgers. Well, I mean, you know how that like the Dodgers yeah. do it, like they have mm-hmm. Dodgers and then they have Los Angeles. It's kind of like that. Mm. I agree too. I, I think like yeah. that's why I was thinking like if we're gonna move forward with the Mr. Cartoon font, I want to see how that he does it with it saying the Clippers now, like on a on a jersey. Same. Uh, see, that's what I'm kind of like. Yeah, because I feel like, and you guys can let me know which camp you fall into. I feel like the Clippers mm-hmm. fan base falls into three camps when it comes to like our logos and our jerseys. There's one camp that is basically homage to the past because. And I can see where this comes from is when the Clippers sucked, we at least had pretty good uniforms. <laughs> and then we got better, but our uniforms gradually have become less exciting. I'll put that way. I'm not going to say they're bad, but they're just less exciting. So people are like, well, why, why don't we be good now? But we have the cool uniforms, <laughs> you know? And I think that's where there's a camp of that. There's also a camp of people who look at the Clippers name literally and think how can we embrace a ship water with the name right and then there's a camp of why don't we just make it LA based like what instead of focusing too much on the logo why don't we make everything we do about this franchise based on LA 
Like Clippers could just be the name of the team, but everything about the Clippers is LA. And um, I'm trying to think of an example of that on the top of my head. Uh, but um, for example, like the Grizzlies, uh, they do a mixture of the homage to the past, but they also focus on the logo because their logo is a grizzly bear. But like if two years from now, they started making jerseys of music notes on it because of their homage to the city of Memphis, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm intrigued on what camp you guys fall into and what you would prefer the Clippers do. Because like right now, I feel like they have an idea how they're going to get into the into a dome, but they're still in a trial phase and they're probably still getting feedback from fans. They're still getting feedback from probably Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and a bunch of people. So what camp do you fall in? Do you fall in the LA camp, the Clipper camp or the past camp? And I'm, I think we all agree that they're probably moving away from the past, but maybe there's elements from the past they could keep. I know, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty relaxed when it comes to uh, apparel. I really don't really care much for the aesthetics of it. Um, if, I, if they're nice and nice, they're great, right? But uh, I fall in the camp in the camp of the the Clippers, right? So I rather <laughs> I I don't really care much for the past, uh, and that's not to disrespect it, right? I, it's just me saying like that's the past, the past of the past, right? We're moving forward. The the Clippers are a new identity now, new owner who actually cares about the franchise and invests into the franchise and is trying to make this into a competitive team. Um, I don't want to sound really negative because I do appreciate the past players, right? And what we accomplished in the past, but I don't know. I keep on saying past. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard for me to explain. No, I get that. I'm obviously on the camp of like, make it LA, like, you know, brand to your city, brand to your fans the new fans, the new kids that are growing up playing on those new Clippers courts, the junior Clippers, all that stuff. Like, you know, I can't tell you guys, the players like the black jerseys. Like it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. They like them. It's the reason they keep them creative wise. Like you see that you see it already. Streetlights over spotlights, LA our way. Like they're trying to brand the LA part of it, um, which is fine. Like, yeah. It, it makes sense. Cater to those kids that are playing on those courts. Yeah. And, and, and to throw this out there is like the Lakers are the Lakers. It doesn't matter if they're LA or whatever. The Lakers are the Lakers. They're standalone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Might as well just call them Lakers basketball club, you know, whereas the Clippers mm-hmm. is they are, they're trying to be LA. This is Los Angeles Clippers. We're the LA Clippers, you know, like we're the LA team. We don't, we're not a standalone thing. We represent the city. And yeah, uh, I, I, for being a fan, as long as I've been a fan, I lean a little bit toward, I want pockets of the past, but, and it's gotta be tough for like Steve Ballmer and the team to kind of develop new, uh, new ideas of like how to change things up moving forward, you know, and not disappoint people from the past, but I watch a lot of wrestling and I'm sure Vince McMahon has the idea too. Like people are going to buy WrestleMania regardless of what's on the card, you know? So it's the same thing with the clip. Like if you've no been a Clippers, what? if you're a Clippers fan for 20 <laughs> years, it doesn't matter what the jerseys look like, what color they are. You're not going to stop being a Clippers fan. Yeah. So like, I might as well yeah. cater to the people that are not Clippers fans and try to see if you can get those people on board. 
Bro, if you were a fan during that time with the red jersey with the big LAC on the side and the number, then you're you'll be fine with these Mr. Cartoons. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'm buying a lot. I'm buying into the Mr. Cartoon thing a lot more now that it's coming back like a third time. And like the, the thing is, uh, it's permanent now. It's permanent. Yeah. So I'm with you. And, and uh, the other jersey they had was the cursive Los Angeles lowercase thing. It looks a lot better now than the mock up we saw like two months ago. Uh, two months ago, it looked like it was uh, drawn on a napkin, and then someone said, This is what it's going to look like. And then now it's, it looks a lot better with like the, the like, I don't know, the 3D mock ups and putting it putting clipper players in the uniforms and stuff like that it kind of reminds me of the lob city los angeles mixed with the cursive of the clippers like they, they took both styles yeah made it into one and then that's going to be our city of jersey city edition jersey because i think a lot of fans get this idea that the city edition jersey has to be something from the past that's not the case it just has to be different yeah and like last year the mixtape thing was that most teams were going to develop stuff something from the past and mix it up but like they just have to be different and they are just another black jersey i guess <laughs> but for a team that likes to wear black at least they have two options now yeah i mean you see it i mean ain't, ain't no telling they even tried gray as an experimental color yeah not happening you yeah, know it's not, not it's not yeah it's no. not happening. yeah all right so we did are we good on jersey talk right now yeah all right. I think that's it. I can't wait. All right. So uh, to finish the podcast off, Darvin Ham is the new coach of the Lakers. Um, people expect the Lakers to be better, especially Laker fans, because he wants uh, practice with Kobe one-on-one or something like that. And uh, people are predicting that the Lakers are at least a top 16, maybe. I kind of agree with that. My only pushback would be what team that was top six this year, it wouldn't be top six next year. And what teams from the play in this year are going to probably try to be top six next year? Like there's only so many teams could fall out. And so uh, Jake, you said you had something for that. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. Yeah. I got something for this. You know, I, I remember when Frank Vogel got hired, and obviously they passed up on Ty Lu, whatever. Uh, Laker fans were kind of like, ah, I don't know, but we got to keep the receipts, right? Fans were like, he's a defensive genius. He's a defensive monster. Mm-hmm. You know, he coaches defense. And with LeBron James on offense and Frank Vogel on defense and him being the defensive wizard he is, how could we lose? Okay, cool. Now we're here. So you're telling me a rookie coach – um, never coached, you know, in, in like the real ranks, like as far as real ranks, I'm saying head coaching ranks is better than the defensive wizard, Frank Vogel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like the expectations are set kind of high for him. Right. I don't think they should be set high because he's a rookie. Yeah. And um, he's adding another rookie to his coaching staff. They said Rashid Wallace. Um, and when I mean that, I mean, NBA coaching, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so what I'm saying is just, like, if there's any Laker fans being in here, like, just be realistic. Um, you don't know what you're getting. No one does. When you get a rookie coach, you have no idea what you get. It could be great. 
could be trash. And um, right. I think what what they really just look at is the they like like the hard nosed attitude of him, you know, and, and, and like him coming off multiple different type of teams, a championship team last year. Like I think they just look at like the pedigree of that, and they go, okay, cool. Especially because he was one of their own. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna take a team to really get out of the top six to to get him to get him in because it's tough. Well, you put LeBron in a playing game, and then they could certainly have a chance to be top eight. Absolutely, right? Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. But like right now, a step forward would be playing game because they didn't yeah. make the playing game last year. And like what you're saying about rookie coach is, I could see that it's new and exciting so it kind of gets you like that idea like oh we're gonna be better because it's at least different and he's got that pedigree and he's raw and stuff like that and but like you have three egoed superstars i'm not saying it's not going to work they might buy in but can they buy in for an entire 82 game season can they buy in if ad gets hurt again and things are tough will they still buy in during that 10 game stretch when they go two and eight you know at the end of the day Brian, it's like they still have the cap restriction issues. Like they have no money. Like, yeah. you know, it, I, of course, there's always somebody that comes and helps LeBron out. Always happens every year. But the, the thing that I see the most is just they're tied up money wise. Right. I mean, can't really do much. And so their only option is to run it back with whatever they can get. They're not going to have Malik Monk back unless he like is like, sure, I'll go go back on the men you know take, take the discount but like he he kind of I, in my opinion he played himself into at least getting uh a, a, i'm not gonna say decent i don't know what, what's considered decent in the nba anymore we'll say like 10 to 12 million though he can make 10 million on any other team struggling be the leading scorer probably on a really bad team you know like he he's got that capability uh he's he's not consistent but that's fine I think you guys pretty much held it, uh, hit it on the nail. Um, I mean, I, let's be realistic. Laker fans are not patient. And so they're going to expect the most out of the, uh, out of him. And if he doesn't deliver, they're going to get really pissed off and they're going to demand some, to- some sort of change. What I don't get is that they're essentially, they're not really changing anything, right? You're going from Frank Vogel to Darvin Ham. You're pointing out championship when Frank Vogel has a championship. Um, these Laker fans don't understand what they want. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, um, but they just, I guess, organization felt like they need to make it make. They needed to make a change so that way there's some sort of hope. Hope because you guys pointed out to the fact that they don't really have much cap space. What are they going to do? Um, I think Jesse, like I'm with you. You know, like I think that they're just not patient i also think that this hire is kind of for the future already a little mm. bit um to set like a i don't want to say like a culture maybe it is a culture but to set like a, a style of play and like a type of way they want to be coached so yeah i guess a culture mm. um they're just looking to establish something in the future i, I think the lebron time is done this upcoming after this season well that's that's why like i remember when i when you first took the job i said to you jake I kind of feel bad for mm-hmm. Darvin Ham because mm-hmm. this window with LeBron and AD is going to probably end mm-hmm. after this season coming up mm-hmm. or at least the season after that. And you said, well, you know, he knows what he's signing himself up for. Like, yeah, he more. knows like he could have he could have waited it out and took a different job. And yeah. and you're like, you're right. You're right about that. But no, I remember specifically. This was. 2000 i want to say 15 16 i don't remember 
the Lakers hired Luke Walton. Yeah. And I, and I, and everyone, he was an assistant coach for the Warriors who won championships. He even took over for Steve Kerr because I think Steve Kerr had a health issue. And they and, won. And, and the Warriors went like 29 and one in 30 games or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Luke Walton's going to take over this Laker team and they're going to be good. They're going to get the guys they need to get and they're going to be good. And I said, they're going to suck and people are going to be asking for Luke Walton's job. Yeah. In after one season. And that's what yeah. it was, right? And then they held on to him for a little longer and then they eventually got rid of him. And then you got right. Frank Vogel. I feel like Darvin Ham's going to fall into the same situation is they're going to be in a rebuild following the Lakers situation, the LeBron situation. And then he's going to coach himself into several losing seasons. And then it's going to be tougher for him on the back end to get another head coaching job. Because, I mean, you know, to, I'm, just, I'm with, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. Like yeah. that's for, for sure. Probably like to LeBron's credit, he came and delivered what they needed to get. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he got them a title and you see the Celtics they're in the finals the first time in like 12 years. Like it's hard to win a title and he got yeah. them a title, whatever. But you know, someone pointed out on Twitter, I forgot who it was, maybe it was a thread, but it was like, LeBron does this. Like he has like a five-year gap or like a five-year tenure with a team mm-hmm. and then moves on five-year tenure moves on five. Year, it's kind of like that. You know what right. I'm saying? And, um, I can totally see like, like this, I just, I just don't think, because I don't, how can I put this? Palinka is kind of like on his sense of like, oh, well, we don't want to, LeBron gave us Russell Westbrook. So and anything else he wants, I'm good type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and I don't know. He's, I feel like he's kind of playing hardball with him a little bit mm-hmm. after the whole, like, you know, Russell Westbrook thing. As far as the media reports it, I don't know if it's 100% true, but like you see how open LeBron is to speaking about, um, and I'm a LeBron fan. This is the only reason I speak like this. You see how open he is talking about like, oh, I'd like to go play in Miami. I'd like to play with the Warriors or Steph Curry this. Like he's so open about it. But the one thing that people got to look at um, and what the, what the NBA said, right, or what Adam Silver is kind of bringing up and Bill Simmons is that he wants to own a team. Yeah. And that I mean, if he's putting if LeBron is putting it out there, then that means like I'm almost done, bro. And mm. I'd rather go on a team than play. Yeah. He's gonna I think he'll play until the year before they announce there's gonna be that Vegas team. Same. They're gonna it, announce I think it. it's closer than we think. They're gonna announce it for that Vegas team, maybe even by twenty twenty four. And if yeah. his son, he's gonna his son's gonna get drafted. And he'll play the one year with his son, and then he's gonna go on on an NBA team. I think that's gonna. Right. I think that's how it's gonna work. Now, how many hey, more years till his son could get drafted? Uh, after this year. So after this year, uh, he could get drafted. After this year, he's already yep. graduated high school. No, he's in his senior year. So he's he has this year, year the next year. year, next year college. Okay. And so I, I bet basically next offseason. He can get drafted. Okay. So, yeah. So, I think that's going to be what's going to happen with the LeBron situation. So, what I was going to get into was, do we do we think they could get a top six seed next year based on the personnel they have? Maybe. Like, this is way too early. Like, they haven't signed anybody yet. The draft hasn't happened yeah. yet. 
Uh, who knows? They could find yeah. a steal in the draft, and the, that guy becomes like the future yeah. of the Lakers. You never know that. Um, they also right. could sign someone to a vet man. They could someone could buy into playing with LeBron. Uh, another team like the like the Utah Jazz could totally just dismantle, or they could stay the same. And then the new right. coach that comes in could at least lead them to a top succeed. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, and we all are under the impression that the Clippers will get a top six seed if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, right. if they stay healthy, do we think the Lakers are a playing team? We're on paper right now. Um, they shouldn't be because LeBron and AD. So oh. they shouldn't be. You know, okay. we don't know. Honestly, like I'm. You guys know. You guys already know. I'm high on the Mavericks. So I'm high on the Mavericks. The Nuggets should be coming back, but I'm kind of. I'm kind of keeping my eye on them because I'm like, well, Michael Porter could play one day, and then the next day it's like he's out for the season. His back yeah. is like that's a real issue. But going going back to what you said about LeBron and AD, I feel like a Murray Jokic team is still good enough to be a top. I think so too. Four I think seed top six. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, so there's that. So what would be your top six seed? Top six seeds starting. No order. Going, yeah, no order. Just give me top six. Uh, Memphis, Golden State, uh, the Mavericks, the Clippers. That's five already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I know I'm, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Six. No, and the uh, no Suns. Bro, the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there's the Timberwolves that we're the expecting Wolves? at least to be a the, little better. The Pelicans should be better. They should be better. Um. I mean, so, she, so, was, so the Lakers brought in Darvin Ham. <laughs> just like, hey, go. Yeah, but for that's it. what I'm saying. But that's what I'm. That's what we're saying, though. Like, I, I feel just like it's for the future. It's yeah. for the future. Rob Palinka yeah. is going to hear this uh, podcast and get really upset that you didn't get in your top six. I mean, legit. You look at yeah. the top six. The Jet. Let's. If you count the Jazz out of here, it's still six teams that are kind of like a lock. It would mm-hmm. take an injury, like a crazy injury, for them to get cooked. And keep in mind. Two, like you brought up, you brought up the Jazz, but let's just say the Jazz keep the team in place for whatever reason because no one's going to take any of those trades. <laughs> They're still on paper good mm-hmm. enough to be a top for six a seven. Team. Yeah, yeah, top, a I playing mean, team yeah. or top six because they're always the regular season yeah. champions. And then on top of it, you have a Blazers team that's uh, got it's going to have Dame back, who is going to be at least competitive enough to not want to be a, just a playing team. Like they might end up a playing team, but right. they might be good enough to keep, right, right, right. keep the Lakers out of the playing tournament. You know, like I said, like the Spurs have it. might get Aiden. Uh, yeah, if the Spurs get DeAndre Aiden, or even if they don't, they're still they were a playing team last year. Good team. Yeah, someone's bro. some the West is so competitive. Someone's going to have to suck, and you got the Rockets. Yeah. I guess the Kings. But the Kings are gonna always try to get that playing spot until like December, and then yeah, and then what else? And then who else is out there to suck? Like the Jazz might go to go to a complete rebuild, or they might keep Mitchell, and Mitchell might be good enough to at least get him a ten seed. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. plenty of there's plenty of teams out there that you know the Lakers are not gonna be better. Than. And uh, keep in mind the Clippers. If the Clippers can't stay healthy either. They're going to be a playing yeah. team to keep the Lakers out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. it's it's tough, man. The West next year, I can't wait. I can't wait for the spaces. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. It's going to be yeah. interesting. Definitely with the Pelicans right now. That's that that to me is a black horse. Uh, I think with Zion, I'm really interested in seeing how they incorporate how they him. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're good enough without him. 
in my yeah, opinion. Exactly. So I, I feel like Zion, I mean, they already have enough spacing with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Um, was it Trey so, Murphy? Yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine what, what, Zion, what Zion's going to do <laughs> okay. going into the paint if he has the capacity to do that. The other, the other bad team would be OKC. I totally forgot about them. Uh, oh yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't. Totally no, but but you never know. Like they could just. This could just be the off season where they're like, oh, you know what? We'll just take three disgruntled superstars and just throw them on one team. Let's and cash in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. I might lose my job if I don't do this now. So let's uh. <laughs> let's if, just bring, let's if just bring I have people. if I have to put my money on it, if I have to put my money on it, you know, Vegas throwing down cash on it. I'm going. Um, I say the Lakers make the playoffs. Uh, because they have to. There is no not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There is none. Like, it's LeBron James. There is no making the playoffs. For those people that like to talk narratives, he cannot afford it. But yeah. I, I'd argue this last season was a must-go to the playoffs. Oh, right? absolutely. It's, and it's abso- absolutely. They, and they, <laughs> absolutely. they fell flat in their face because of the circumstances they went into. They oh, went oh, Jesse, oh. Jesse, <laughs> he can't do it again. He can't. Yeah. He can't. If he that does would, it again, be- it's cooked. That would be three seasons with the Lakers. They didn't yeah, make no, the No, he can't. Like, and technically, right. and people technically, want, one of them was a playing one where he made it to the first round. Like that. People almost want to keep that. it fair. Yeah, you got to keep it fair. So if people want to congratulate him for being old age and and killing the league and putting up thirty and fifty balls, then you also have to you know come at him when he's not, you know, and when and when he's not making the playoffs and when he's losing, it's only fair. So yeah. it's like, you know, he, he can't afford it for his mm-hmm. legacy, for his career. He can't afford it. Yeah. For, that's for the fans. that like to talk narrative and not stats, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, that's what we do on this podcast. Talk narrative. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what they do in the morning, every morning. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith and all them. I mean, yeah. yeah. If they could just survive to the trade deadline. I think they could ship Russell Westbrook out at that point because he's going to have too much left on his contract. Someone Same. will take someone will take the forty seven million dollar cap to their 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 cap, but then it's off the books in two months. Someone call the Knicks, man. Tell the Knicks so, to do it. So someone like sh- like you said, like they could get Evan Fournier, they could get Evan Fournier and all that, Fournier and all that, and they could get all these other players. They could trade them to OKC. Rose. They could, mm-hmm. and then just bring in forty seven million dollars of bad contracts. And then that's just Darvin Ham's problem after the season. But they can at least try to make one last run um, yeah. in March next year with a lot of bad contracts. Because, like, five or six bad contracts might still be good enough with LeBron and AD to make a run, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. All yeah, right. I agree. Any more thoughts? Uh, final thought is um, Clippers, if they don't make the Western Conference Finals at least next year, uh-huh. I'm going to riot. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, bro, I'm so excited for next season. Oh, my God. I, I asked I asked Jesse this on the last podcast. I'll ask you, too. Yeah. If Kawhi or Paul George gets a serious injury next season, is one dude, of them out? Is one of them out dude, for next offseason? Dude, I'll call PG myself and be like, yo, my man. Uh, I don't blame you if you got to go, bro. <laughs> you want out. Like, I, like, you know, I, I am indebted to you forever, but, like, you don't have to be here. Bro. You can go. Like, <laughs> and then I'll call. And then, I'll, and then, like, you know, I'll try to get to Kawhi somehow and be like, Kawhi, please just leave. Just, just go. Like, I, like, Paul, like can Paul, we just Paul, rebuild? Paul Paul George is the one that, like, 
uh, is hurt all season. You're like, Kawhi, just get get, get out of here. Man. Yeah, no, that's you're, exactly. You're bringing the franchise. Like, PG will be out. <laughs> PG will be out all year, and I'll just be like, get Kawhi out of here. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, honestly, if it came down to one of them, obviously, you guys know, like, I'm a Paul George stan. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning um, toward Paul George too, but I want PG to stay. But oh man, my patience will be thin this year. Like I'm usually like pretty mild mannered, but this year it's going up. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. if they really want to be competitive for that first year, the into a dome. This is how we circle back on the podcast, you know. Look, look at me here, full, full circle. If, if yeah. they they pull the trade off this off season, and they're and that allows them to have a brand new window that leads into the into a dome. Mm. Like they just package Kawhi, get the draft picks, have a first round draft pick that season. Hopefully they're okay. And then at least you're competing for a playoff spot the first season to into a dome. You don't have to be bringing rings in, but you have to at least be competing for a playoff spot for, I think, the fans to care. Like right. I said, people are going to come anyways, but I think, like, in March, you got to be competing for something. Oh, yeah. You always want to be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. So, uh, Jesse, you got anything to plug before we head out? No, I think I said it on yesterday everything. All right, Jake, you got anything to plug yourself? Uh, we're shipping all the Dodgers and Angels stuff right now, so that's fun. And then uh, jakebarnes.com, we have a drop in July. Um, we're shooting the lookbook. We got like a little mini documentary coming out, so that'll be fun. And um, just stay tuned. Uh, if you're at Summer League, please come say hi. I'll be I'll be there for like a week. So okay, yeah. Um. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't get me or Jesse for the documentary to have like a little interview spot and being like, yeah, I knew Jake I actually, for a long time. I actually <laughs> shouted you guys, I actually shouted you guys out. So oh, okay. That. Oh, so Paul yeah, George is going to yeah. know who we are now. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Come on. All that, all that pressure. All that pressure. Everyone's been saying like, uh, I've been telling you guys for a long time. I was like, man, I would really like to get a Clipper celebrity on our podcast, but we've been getting one like once a month with you. So. Oh my God, <laughs> man. Don't listen to these guys, man. What the hell? Don't listen to them, man. Don't listen to them. They're crazy. Uh, uh, you, can ca- you can catch our podcast where you catch your podcast. You know, if you're tired of listening to misinformation on another Spotify podcast, come leave our podcast a nice little rating. That would be appreciated. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, currently, we're doing this all-time Clippers draft. We did it with Jake. We did it with uh, Trent, Damo, and Clippers Spencer. Spencer. Uh, we're going to do a little simulation. So we did the voting. Clipper Spencer won the voting. But we're going to find out through technology who had the best Clippers <laughs> team. And so. st- there's still going to be holes that people are going to poke at that they're not going to like about the way we did this. So it's fine. And we want to do one <laughs> later down the line with like Clippers media people. You know, if you host a podcast or something like that, we would like to do one with the, with people. So if you're like, hey, LA Clips Forum is going to do this, I think you'd be awesome for that. Let them know. And uh, yeah, that was our podcast. And Trent, thank you for the outro. We're out. Peace. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval. For this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins. Catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah.
Do you want to do the intro, Jesse? I just threw this on you right that's, now. That's uh, how do you usually do it? You go, uh, what could I like this for him? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, then I'll do it. All right. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. Oh, you screwed it up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, start over. One, two, three. Uh, also, just to throw this out there, too, is oh, I forgot my point. I guess I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was a point I was going to make about like um, that they had to make the playoffs or something like that but oh uh, okay here it is another thing 